0: Good morning, it's Monday, April 5th, and this is the Herald Reviews Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other important things going on in our community. Today, members of the community are raising concerns about a facility in Benson that is housing unaccompanied migrant children. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. In 1858, the first leg of what became known as the Butterfield Trail was launched. It was originally a mail and passenger route that included eight states and also passed through Benson as it made its way to San Francisco. The path through Arizona included three of the state's cities and played a huge role in the region's development. In addition to Arizona, Missouri, and California, the trail also ran through Arkansas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson. They're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at BensonHospital.org. Also, the Daily Chirp podcast is giving away five Amazon Echo Dots, one every month now through July. You can enter for your chance to win twice a day. Today's code is BUNNY, and find the other code word in our e-newsletter, The Morning Blend. To enter the sweepstakes, go to myheraldreview.com. Again, today's code word is BUNNY. Now, our feature story. Arizona-based business VisionQuest National recently remodeled a hotel in Benson. Why? To house unaccompanied migrant children. It's one of several for-profit businesses under contract with the federal government to provide housing for children that enter the country without a guardian. This particular facility in Benson is one that provides short-term housing. Other similar facilities are designed for longer-term stays. In the March 22nd Benson City Council meeting, Cochise County Sheriff Mark Dannels addressed concerns about the influx of immigrants that's been overwhelming the county's southwestern borders.
2: Now let's talk about where we're at today. Today, compared to last year, cocaine's up 124 percent, heroin's up 200 percent. These stats I'm giving you just came to me about a week and a half ago from the senior leadership of the Department of Homeland Security. Marijuana, which you just have a discussion on, is up 18%. Unaccompanied minors are on an average on the southwest border per day is up to 500 a day coming across. 500 a day. Adults, mainly uh, single adults, is up to 4,000 a day right now. We're on a record trend course right now that we saw in 19 and beyond. And everybody sees it. That's where the word crisis comes from. And something that scares me, there's three objectives that sheriffs have made and have sent to Washington, D.C. that we're very strong on, is public safety, which is community safety, national security, and humanitarian. And the last on that we've added uh, as an add-on is a health pandemic that we've all endured in this community. Tucson sector is the second busiest, which is us, the second busiest region on the Southwest border right now. Yuma gets a lot of press right now. Real Grande in Texas is number one. But Tucson sector is number two, which is us.
0: He also spoke of how unaccompanied migrant children often fall victim to drug cartels and human trafficking. It was during this meeting that members of the public raised questions about Vision Quest. Benson resident Don Barrett was one of many who spoke up. Barrett noted that illegals housed at the facility are not tested for COVID until after they arrive. My name is Don Barrett, and I wanted to elaborate
3: earlier about the facility over at the Days Inn. I did a little bit of my own investigation and he's absolutely correct. They're recycling these illegals supposed to be 14 days. It's every seven days. They're coming in here. They are not tested until they get to the facility and I do know that there's positive COVID over there. What can we do as a community to render that, and how did it get into our community without
2: us knowing about it? I found out about this today through Jay, my, uh, uh, my ranch deputy. I don't know. I don't know how they purchased it. I just heard it today. We did some follow-up on that today before I came over tonight, and uh, it's under the radar. There's no doubt about it. Is it legal? To what I can see so far, it is.
3: Was the city aware that this was going in place? I don't I have a deal with gate around there. It says private property, no trespassing. The only way you can get in there is through that.
1: So the question is, was the, was the city aware? Yes. Uh,
3: yes. yes. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yes. And, and actually this went in, I'm not sure exactly how long ago, but it didn't come to council. It was a conditional use permit. No, nope, It's an allowable use. It's in a business zone as a group home. Okay. And that's how it came in is originally it's a vision quest and it came in as a group home. I know very little about it. I think that it's originally designed for troubled youth program. Now, something may have changed. I've put in calls to them. I've put in calls to their Tucson office and I haven't been able to get anybody to call me back. Uh, But someone told me that the rumor was that their use had changed and that they were housing these children. But I've not been able to confirm that. So
0: they lied. Oh, we get rid of it.
2: I pulled permit. I don't know that they lied because
3: they've been in for quite a while. It was probably at least a year ago, or more, that they came yes. in with the Vision Quest
4: purpose itself.
0: Barrett later said that Cochise County's immigration situation is even worse than she thought. She also spoke of Vision Quest's lack of transparency. But a few days after the council meeting, VisionQuest reached out to Sheriff Dannels and Benson Mayor Joe Conrad with an invitation to tour the Benson facility. After the tour, Conrad said that both he and Sheriff Dannels found the facility to be a safe, secure, and sanitary place for kids. He also noted that typically the kids are housed between 7 and 21 days, but because of COVID, every child is quarantined for 14 days upon arrival, so the stays are a little longer. While the facility is capable of housing 80 occupants, Dannels was told the most Vision Quest expects to house there is 60. Right now, there are about 20 children there. The facility is for low-risk males ranging from 12 to 17 years old. Dannels clarified that there is one caseworker assigned to eight kids, and all of the children are receiving six hours of education as well as medical, psychological, and legal services. Oversight of this facility is through the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and its Office of Refugee Resettlement, along with the Unaccompanied Alien Children program, which is managed by ORR within the Administration for Children and Families. But while Daniels and Conrad agree that the Vision Quest facility is providing a safe haven for the migrant children, they are troubled by the fact that these facilities are even necessary. Conrad emphasized that we've got to look at the bigger picture. With thousands of unaccompanied migrant children flooding the border, we have a serious immigration problem in this country. Vision Quest grew out of a need that came with this border crisis, which has been multiplied exponentially because of the current administration. In an effort to address the public's questions, Conrad held another meeting on Thursday in the City Council Chambers. During Thursday's meeting, Carol Keller, the Chief Operating Officer at Vision Quest, also joined to answer questions.
1: So just just to kind of kick things off, you know, uh, the the 22nd we had a meeting and and it got pretty contentious and and rightly so. People have questions and and, and want answers. So that's why we're here tonight. We've we've gone out and done what we were asked to do. I can't promise you that you're gonna like everything that you hear. We'll be honest, we'll be transparent, we'll answer questions as we can. So the question came up on the 22nd about the Vision Quest facility that we put in the uh, the old days in out there. So you asked us to look into it, we did. I'm gonna tell you that This is a golden opportunity for somebody like me to say, this didn't happen on my watch, it's not what happened. That building was legally permitted, it's legally occupied. Everything that's done there is legal. Do we like it? We don't have to like it. But it's all been done legally. Your mayor didn't fail you, the council didn't fail you, and the city staff didn't fail you. The The permits were issued properly. The certificate of occupancy was issued properly. So." With us tonight is Ms. Carol Keller over here on our left. She's the COO, Chief Operating Officer of Vision Quest.
4: I would would like to say that part of Vision Quest, obviously Vision Quest's mission is to take care of kids. And we do that with our domestic kids and we do it now with the unaccompanied minors. Um, As far as with the unaccompanied minors, we're we're kind of a, a small player in this. There's a lot of other Agencies who are much larger than what we are, and with what they're doing. And part of our mission statement for Vision Quest is that we protect communities. And I listened um, to a lot of the concerns that I heard from the community here that are very real concerns. The kids will never be in your community. They're in the facility for two weeks at generally at most, and then they leave. Um, generally, they're flying. We're transporting them. We escort them to where they're going. They come into the intake area. They get immediately, they are medically assessed. They receive their vaccinations. They get up to six to nine vaccinations uh, because we know these kids have not been vaccinated at all. They're COVID tested, they're TB tested, and they go directly into
0: quarantine. To stay up to date on this story, visit us at myheraldreview.com before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living.
3: Are you worried about falling? At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, we offer programs to reduce your fall risk and help you maintain independence. For a limited time, we are offering free fall risk assessments. Visit fallriskassessment.com to take one for free or go to prestigecare.com and search Sierra Vista to learn more.
0: Now, we'd like to take a moment to highlight local business, Mile High Munchies, brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy in Benson and Sierra Vista. They're doing more than just treating patients. They're helping patients get back to living their daily lives. Using extensive knowledge, their therapists treat each patient one-on-one, focusing on individual care. To learn more, go to apexnetworkpt.com. Aspiring to own a cheese shop may not be at the top of the list for many people, but for Barbara Brewer, the owner of Mile High Munchies, it was a dream she has had since she was 14 years old. Now, her shop features local fresh bread baked daily to a wide selection of imported cheeses, wines, beers, and snacks. She opened back in July last year, four months later than expected thanks to the COVID-19 shutdown. Ever since, she has seen a steady stream of customers, local and out of town, which have provided her with a loyal base of supporters who look forward to the breads baked by local Brandy Fisher and the ever-changing and expanding imported cheeses, wines, and beers carried at few places locally, if at all. So, how did she end up here? Well, Brewer first heard of Bisbee through a TV show which featured Bisbee's One Book bookstore owner, Walter Swan. She wanted to see the city and meet him, so she did. She fell in love with the high-energy vibe and the townsfolk she met. Next, an upcoming event in our community that you should know about. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home
2: these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe (laughs) laughing together at a funny movie, or screaming together at a scary movie pitching in to make a special dinner or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices and it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity at sulfur springs valley electric cooperative we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs and we want you to know that we're here for you day and night sunshine or storm easygoing times or trying times like now Making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not
0: see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. Owned by those we serve. Today through the 8th, the Sierra Vista Unified School District is calling all new kindergartners. It's time to register for school. The district is hosting their annual Kinder Roundup, so be sure to make an appointment to register. Staff will be present to help you through the process. Just make sure to bring shot records, birth certificates, and proof of residency. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Fawn Newman. Fawn passed away after a long and courageous battle with Alzheimer's. Fawn was born in Bisbee. She was a daughter, mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, sister, aunt, friend, and will be deeply cherished and remembered forever. After graduating from Buena High School, Fawn attended Cochise College. She then earned her teaching degree from ASU. Fawn loved children and taught elementary school for more than 30 years. She earned numerous recognitions, as well as the notable Sierra Vista Unified School District Teacher of the Year Award in 2004. During her career, Fawn worked to support fellow teachers and students. She also established herself as an entrepreneur by opening and operating Fawn's teaching supplies, an educational business providing classroom materials to teachers and the community. After retirement, Fawn remained active in the community by volunteering with both the Sierra Vista Police Department Volunteer Program and the Nancy J. Brewer Animal Shelter. She continued to distinguish herself and received the SVPD Volunteer of the Year Award in 2005. Throughout her life, Fawn enjoyed arts and crafts, music, traveling, and volunteering. She often did things for others humbly and quietly with no desire for recognition. She enjoyed spending time with family and friends. Fawn deeply loved the land she grew up and lived on. The property gave her great joy in staying connected to nature and various wildlife that frequented near her home. She always had a smile on her face when friends and family came to visit, especially her nieces and nephews. She enjoyed being with children and always encouraged them along their life's journey. Fawn impacted countless individuals by instilling knowledge, confidence, and a positive attitude while accepting life's challenges and overcoming trials. She will be greatly missed by her family, friends, and everyone who knew her. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate Fawn's amazing life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review Podcast today. Join us again on Tuesday. And remember, The Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community.
2: We asked, you answered. What is your motive for joining this forum? Neighbor Wayne said, "I like the fact it's monitored and has real journalism input. The primary reason is that respectful communication is mandatory and we have it. It's hometown content."
0: Join the conversation. Visit nabur@myheraldreview.com.